Hi, this is Dr. Stephen Jones, and today I want to talk about effective back-to-school tips for K-12 parents. That's right, if you have a child that's in a K-12 school, elementary school, middle school, high school, I want to talk about the kinds of things that you should do to make sure that their start to the school year is a successful one. So as a parent, I think it's so important to look at the priorities and goals that you have for each of your children, and it may be different because they're at different age levels. So just being sensitive to that, what are their needs, um, actually sitting down with them and having conversations about what they believe their needs are, and knowing what the school requires of them. So that, that involves a conversation with the various schools um, very often they'll have opportunities for you to get that information prior to the start of school. So if it's accessible to you, make sure that you have that information. Every school operates a little bit differently and you need to know what that is. And that doesn't matter whether it's elementary school, middle school, or high school, because a lot of times we send our children off to high school and think that they're so much growner, but there's still information that you need to know to help them to be successful in that high school as well. But one of the things I first am going to say is so important to be a great time manager, a manager of your time, a manager of your priorities. So whichever way you do that with um, a daily planner, now they have these things on your phone to give you alerts, whatever it is, just having a way to manage your time and your priorities is so important. And I often say use the weekend as an opportunity to prepare for your week. Don't let the week get on top of you without you know where you're going and what you're going to be doing and asking your children questions because sometimes there's so many things going on with you that you're not asking them where they're supposed to be or what they're supposed to be doing and they'll say, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be here on Monday. Oh oh yeah, I need this supply by Tuesday. And rather than waiting for them, have the questions and, and make sure that you are well aware of what's needed on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so that the week goes a lot smoother the next week. And um, the second thing I want to say is be your big, your child's biggest cheerleader. Now, no one can support your child like you can as a parent. And so we, uh, my wife and myself, we have always been our children's biggest cheerleaders, encouragers, using positive words toward them, encouraging them, especially in the mornings, giving them words of encouragement, praying for them, giving them scripture, whatever we can do to keep them motivated and to know that they come to a, they leave from a home that's encouraging them and they're coming back to a home that's going to encourage them. So being that biggest cheerleader means that you have a great attitude to what your child will be able to accomplish. And it also needs, uh, <laughs> says that you're taking care of yourself because self-care, your ability to self-care also is reflected in your children. If you're not taking care of yourself, the stresses that are falling on you will straw- fall on your children as well. So really be aware of you know, where you are, where are you positioned, um, what are the ways that you can take care of yourself in the midst of all the confusion and craziness that can happen from time to time. And uh, communicate with the teachers. Now it's so awesome that you can send emails to them and communicate with the teacher and ask them what requirements are, what concerns are, find out what's going on with them um, and find out their schedule. You know, there's just a lot of things that you can do just by having that communication with the teachers, um, especially if you know there's some things that you're concerned about your in terms of your child's knowledge, your, your child's foundation, um, what 
elementary school they came from maybe um, not maybe challenged when they get to middle school. So knowing what the differences are, I think is so important. And you can have those conversations like, you know, with the teachers that you found, what have they found are needs of students coming from the elementary school? What are they have found are needs of, uh, the, of the students who are going from middle school to high school? So just be clear on what those expectations and what those needs are, what the teachers perceive as needs of the students. And I, I say that because I know, I'm, you know, I work with engineering students at my university, but I find that mathematics, for example, is different all over the place. Um, what may be a good elementary functions may not be a good elementary functions in another school. What may be a good pre-calculus or calculus or you know, physics, all of them may vary. So just knowing what that is and what the requirements are, the foundation of that. Um, and I'm, gonna, I'm doing inside here, but for engineering students, I need them to get to calculus by their senior year. And if they haven't, they can go to community college and take a pre-cal course if the school doesn't offer it and a cal course if it doesn't offer it. So it depends on the school district, but that's what I found a lot of parents have done to get their child caught up in the math and the sciences. Um, also know the, cl the classes that your child needs help in. Um, you remember last year, maybe they had trouble or challenges with English or history. So moving forward into the next year, they're probably going to have similar types of challenges to start. So you want to make sure that they're getting a good foundation in those subjects. So having a conversation with your teacher, not um, for the purpose of not challenging them, but for the purpose of making sure they're prepared and they have the resources to be successful in that class. You don't want the, the teachers prejudging them, but helping them to be as successful as possible. And then I think it's so important in terms of um, parents getting involved. If you can ask the teachers about what are things that you can do that are hands-on experiences that will help your child to learn. Well, hands-on by hands-on, I mean, um, for example, let's say you're in a math class. Again, um, you want to they're learning fractions. So ask your teacher what are different ways that you can physically show your child fractions or physical ways that you can. Um, even create or, or for chemistry, create things that are chemistry oriented or build things. So you want to give those types of hands-on experiences at home that makes it fun. There's tons of different websites that you can go to that offer these hands-on experiences for young people. So you can do that at all different levels, elementary school, middle school, high school levels of hands-on experiences. One of the apps that's really good for that is Pinterest. You can find a lot of different activities there. Um, and there's also a, a lot of STEM websites that have, or science, technology, engineering, and math websites that have information for, on that. So definitely take advantage of the hands-on experiences where your child will learn a lot more. And then um, complete your back-to-school list. So I think you should actually have a list of what are the things that are needed for back-to-school and have a supply cabinet or something in your your house where they can find those things. It's a supply resource for them. Um, and then there is always a way that you can get those things at a discount. The dollar store, um, there's definitely a place, the five and below. There are different stores that you can go to. You already probably know what they are. 
but don't let yourself be behind or don't let yourself find that a project is due and you don't have some basic supplies in your house. And then I'm a big proponent of uh, helping your child to study. So I actually have written a book called The Seven Secrets of How to Study at drjonesbooks.com. That's D-R-J-O-N-E-S books.com. It's a wonderful book that gives practical explanations of how to study for middle school, high school, first-year college students. And I'd love for you to get a copy of that for your children and for your school. If you're a principal or a teacher and you think that they'll benefit your school, that's something also that I would encourage you to take advantage of. But moving on, um, be positive toward uh, your child's different types of events. There are different types of activities that your child is going to have throughout the year. Maybe you can't attend all of them, but find some adult, whether it's a grandparent, a relative that they know, that can attend the event where your child, your child is always, especially they're performing up on a stage, they're always looking in the audience for someone that they know that's smiling at them, that's encouraging them. You remember when you were in school and you looked in the audience for somebody that represented your family or to shout you out when you were singing or performing. So it's really important to have throughout the year as these events are happening that they that show that you care as a parent show that you're concerned show that you love what your child is doing that they're positive but make sure that you have that schedule mapped out because an event can just show up on you if you don't have a calendar we used to have a big calendar on our refrigerator just as another hint here put a big calendar on the refrigerator and put dates and events on that calendar because we're always going to go to the refrigerator. That's one place that we always will go. So you'll see those things right in your face for each month and have uh, an idea of what you need to plan for. And then there is help with homework. Um, <laughs> sometimes as the children get older and older, your ability to help them with their homework may not be as good. So again, getting more help from the teacher, finding out if they have tutoring available, if they're available for guidance that they can give to you or to show you websites that might be helpful with you helping with the homework. But uh, you know, as they get older, especially when they get to high school, a lot of times they're doing homework on their own, but you still need to check with them. Do you, are you frustrated? Are you concerned? Do you have any problems? You know, be that parent that's still engaged with helping them to be the successful student that you're expecting them to be. And there's a lot of help out there. A lot of times teachers will stay, will come early or after school to be a resource to students that need to understand their subject better. So at least ask about what that is. Uh, have a place in your house where your, your child studies. So it shouldn't, if possible, not the kitchen, but a place, a desk, somewhere where they can study us that will give them an opportunity to focus, that will give them an opportunity to find the resources that they need. But find a good place for them to get connected to the Internet. Make sure that the Internet is working well in your home. A lot of times school districts will offer or cities will offer free Wi-Fi for families that may not have as great a resource in those areas. So make sure that all the connections are going in your house so that you, they can get online. A lot of these assignments now are due online. So a great study area is they've done research where they found that students that have a desk, have a study area, do a lot better in school than those who don't have a uh, consistent place to study. Also, it's good for them finding their books and other resources if there's a consistent place where they put those things. 
And then you as a parent have to know when to say yes or no in terms of different activities that you want your child to be exposed to. Um, that's your judgment in terms of that. Uh, you have to make sure that they are scheduled because sometimes they want to do a thousand things, but it's going to hinder their ability to do well in school. And that should always be a requirement. If you're going to be in this sport, if you're going to be in this activity, you have to do well in school. And you know, letting them know that up front will give them a standard for you and your family. So this is the, the things that I just wanted to give you some back to school tips and strategies. You might have other questions that I didn't go over today. Um, you can email me at stephenjoness at rcn.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-J-O-N-E-S-S at rcn.com. Uh, you can also go to my website at drjonesbooks.com. That's D-R-J-O-N-E-S-B-O-O-K-S.com. There I have my Seven Secrets of How to Study book, my parents' ultimate education guide, and my ultimate scholarship guide. A lot of, lot of families buy these books. School districts, after-school programs like Upper Bound, Talent Search, Gear Up, they all buy this. this. And if you just need to talk with me about some things and, or you need some consulting, I can be reached at 610 842 3843 and have a wonderful day.